welcome to another episode of the Covenant Community Kids Podcast. I am Jackie Jones. I'm Evie Jones. And our guest today is Paul Turner. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to talk with you. We've um, read your blog a little bit. You have a great blog where you've kind of documented some of your experience with Covenant Community and... Um, I know this is one of those interviews that we've been trying to schedule for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad it finally worked. Yeah, me too. And in, in, in case you know, I'm, I'm living in Reno, Nevada at the time, so a few hours behind you. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoying it out here. Good. Yeah, it's probably much warmer. Uh, actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. You know the kind of winters you get in Michigan? We're having one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the weather, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll talk about the weather all day. It just might not serve the purposes of your podcast, but... <laughs> we can make it work. We can connect. Find some symbolism. Well, thank you so much again. Um, so, what covenant community were you part of? There's so many districts. Um, so, which one were you part of? Yes, yes, there were. Um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. And you can tell because that's the way I say Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> I said the T. You might not hear it, but it's there. And the I was part of the Lamb of God community, okay, uh, which uh, grew out of the you know Jesus movement of the early seventies. Mm-hmm. And I know I was mentioning this just before we went on the air. It was about fifty years ago that my parents uh, basically came to the Lord, as it were. Uh, they met up with a couple in our old neighborhood in northeast Baltimore and found out about a prayer group that was meeting actually just down the street from my father's old house in west Baltimore. It was called the Community of God's Dwelling. And they would have weekly prayer meetings and and have some get-togethers, including occasional group dinners. But it wasn't so heavily organized as what we know in Covenant Community. So the um, it, it, it was actually not so bad. <laughs> so what happened? After a yeah. few years, there was, and I think I've got, I'm, I'm sorry, I should have prepared this beforehand. Oh, no, you're but, great. Um, there was a um, famous um, conference in Rome. And uh, I know John Flaherty's website talks about this a lot. And in fact, I have a copy of New Covenant where there was this prophecy. I guess I'm going to use uh, Miss Dr. Evil air quotes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was this prophecy about the smaller groups had to join up with the bigger groups to prepare for the end times, which were not coming in years, but or decades or years, but months away. Okay. And so hearing that, the folks in God's dwelling decided to join up with this slightly larger group of young just folks just out of college called Lamb of God. And one of the things that we brought to Lamb of God was folks older kids, because most of the couples there, they were just starting to have babies, you know, they didn't know what to deal with 10, 11, 12, and teenagers. Yeah. They just didn't have those yet. Hmm. So so here we are. We're, we're starting to go to these meetings, and we're feeling like the outsiders. 
And, of course, remember, bear in mind, I'm 11, 12 years old at this time. Okay. So yeah. I didn't really have much of a choice. Oh, I should back up one second and say that through the Life and the Spirit seminar, my, my younger sister and I. Okay. And, and so we had the speaking in tongues and all that. I realize now that a large part of the reason I did that was not so much because of my love of God but because of wanting to get acceptance from my parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is a dominant theme for me in my covenant community experience. They put up the hoops, and you jump through it, Yeah. and that's and you're good, until they put up another you know, hoop or move the goalposts back. Right. So that's what a lot of that was about. And so I would, I would basically have to go... For the next several years, um, I remember there was a high school group that they had when I got into high school, but it was almost completely segregated. Hmm. You know, the boys stuck with the boys, the girls stuck with the girls, and there the twain, hardly ever the twain met. In fact, uh, I wasn't with them, but once they were going, I think, up to People of Hope in New Jersey, and all the guys were in one van and girls were another one and, and the toll taker on the New Jersey Turnpike noticed that and said how come every, all the girls are on one and all the boys are in the other and uh, my friend said we're studying to be priests <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so I mean, that was one of the first things we discovered is that there was this huge emphasis on the men being with the men and the, and the women being with the women mm-hmm. um Meanwhile, my parents were getting wonderful teachings like about how they were supposed to be emotionally distant from their kids, yeah. which, yeah. to be perfectly honest, I love my father, but for him that wasn't difficult mm. because he was already emotionally distant from us. Um, I won't go in. I could talk for hours about my relationship with my mom, but um, suffice it to say that I was not encouraged to have much of a relationship with her at all, mm. and a lot of the relationship we'd had up to that time had been kind of adversarial, largely because my father, unbeknownst to me, was an alcoholic. Oh, okay. So that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, I will say that he did stop drinking when he was in Lamb of God and hasn't drunk since. Wow. Okay. wow. So there is that. Um, but anyway, I talk about that because... As you probably, you, you may know yourselves from your experience, the relations between, you know, boys and girls, young men and young women, were at best dysfunctional in <laughs> Lamb of God. Yeah. Because there was this bizarre dichotomy that you're supposed to stick with, you know, stick with the men, or women stick with the women, and then all of a sudden you're supposed to be ready yeah. to be married. Right. How? How? <laughs> with what framework? Yeah. Exactly. With what experience? Yeah, yeah. In fact, the arrangement was, if I wanted to date this girl, in, in this single girl in the community, my pa- I had to talk to my pastoral leader. My pastoral leader had to talk to her pastoral leader and get permission. So, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. So I had to go all the way up that chain of command. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting to hear that it's, so similar in Lamb of God, you know, because I don't have a whole lot of experience or knowledge on that district, but it sounds like it's 
pretty similar to the other districts. Mm -hmm. Very much so. And I, I, at this point, I should also mention, okay, why even when I got older was I drawn to Lamb of God? Uh, my right. my uh, two older siblings weren't made to go, although eventually my oh, one okay. sister did uh, come uh, and join of her own volition. Um, and that was because it provided something I needed, which was friendship. I, I had yeah. a lot of friends in Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. But... And, and again, this is something else you may know, is a very conditional friendship. You know, yeah. You, again, if you mm-hmm. did this, 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 and this, you you would have, you know, instant friends for, well, uh, theoretically, life. Right. And, and I needed that because uh, I'll just say making friends didn't come naturally to me. I'm, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm an undiagnosed autistic okay. and every time... Every so often you'll see me talking and I might mumble what I just said under my breath. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. So I need to get social cues, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So a place like Lamb of God really, um, really fit the bill for me. And yeah. it did provide friendships, uh, some of which I still have. After A lot of them I don't, but um, many of them I still do have. And my parents came to me when I was a college sophomore and said you know we can't make you go to these gatherings anymore mm-hmm. you know you we see you standing in the back just mouthing the songs and so and they were right i was okay but um and so i left for about six months okay and then but i started getting lonely i had friends in college but um but i started missing so the socialization, uh, the, yeah. um, the you know the get-togethers, and then I found out that um, UCO, which I had been part of, University of Christian Outreach, are based at Tal- what is now Towson University. They okay. had been at my school, Loyola, Maryland, until they got kicked off because one of our members was um, evangelizing as a freshman uh, or- orientation person. Oh my so they, gosh. They they didn't take too care. No, oh, they didn't wow. take too kindly to that. No. Yeah, that's no. crossing a, uh... some lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, even though it was a uh, Catholic university in name only, they still right, mm, they right. didn't really approve of that. Right, right. And I guess I can understand that. Yeah. Um, so we we all just went. It was a short drive up to uh, Towson. Okay. And, and and there still a lot of the same things were going on. Um, so I went with them on a retreat, and I had a real emotional experience, and I came back to the Lord. And it, so much of my involvement in Lamb of God had to do with emotion, uh, and and sometimes it seemed that that was the measure. Mm. If yes, it started in UCO, and it was also in the community in general. If you weren't emotionally involved, then you were missing it, or yeah. something was wrong with you. Can you identify That's with that? That's a really, oh yeah, totally. absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And I know that even the expression of emotion was really conditioned and regulated. Mm-hmm. Like if you weren't visibly crying or visibly joyful or visit, it was like you mm-hmm. had to express these things, which 
I'm sure especially being socialized as a male in that environment was really confusing because on one hand, you're not supposed to be emotional, but on the other hand, right. you are. And on the other in... hand, you're expected to be very expressive. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you got it. You, 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 hit the, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, it's like emotional, but not emotional. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. pick a lane, folks. Uh, right, right. Right, what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And again, I wanted acceptance, so I, so I bought it. Yeah. So I went along with it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that was really the story of my involvement with community for the most part was um, it gave me structure and – one thing I emphasize on my blog a lot, by the way, my blog you can be found at breakthecovenant.wordpress.com. Breakthecovenant.wordpress.com. It's very good. One of the, the yeah, one of the themes I have through there is it wasn't like Lamb of God and Covenant Community was this evil institution that was out to ruin people. I thought that a lot of the stuff they had was noble and. Mm -hmm met some serious needs it's just that everything eventually got perverted mm -hmm. and yeah. done the wrong way and turned especially inward yeah um i said that especially for things like athletics um they you know the men took athletics very very seriously <laughs> i mean i mean it's not how you win or lose it's how you play the game didn't wash <laughs> it was gotcha. whether you won or lost yeah. and because for whatever reason and, and I don't know if this was the same in, in Michigan but a lot of jocks were attracted to the Lamb of God um, mm. and I'm not a jock never have been mm -hmm. and they though wanted me to come up to their level these were also the guys who were trying to work their way up into perhaps becoming coordinators so yeah. right. okay but again, I don't think it was so bad to have um, sports for, for guys because sometimes it was so frowned upon for guys to have get-togethers like that. Um, and, well, of course, I asked my wife. She was disappointed she couldn't play softball because she was a softball player um, for most of oh, her life. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it, it, just, it was just so serious. And yet I, I still wanted it because I wanted to be part of it because that was more important. And if there were yeah. strange rules I had to follow, I was willing to do it. And the, the interesting thing is, you, you know what seems to be missing here? I haven't talked a whole lot about God. You know, I haven't talked a whole lot about Jesus, even though that ostensibly was the reason why there was a Lamb of God, hello, Lamb of God, <laughs> in the first place. Right. Right. And, and you know, I went to the, the community gatherings, went to, we, ha we had the um, in instruction. We had foundations one, foundations two, mm -hmm. service. Oh, don't get me started on service. <laughs> or, no, do get me started on service. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> why we're here, Paul. Which is where base. yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is where basically the leaders, the coordinators got um, basically a lot of free work done for them. So mm. they, they could live a lot more comfortably. From the members? One of the things I write about is how Sunday wound up being the most busy day on the schedule. Yeah, mm. Whatever yeah happened to, I saw that post. You know, 
Sunday shall be a day of rest. Not in Lamb of God. Yeah. I would start in the morning with uh, with um, yeah, Catholic fellowship, which is what they called called it for the, those of us who were Catholics. I had to set up sound for that, take that down. Then I had to get the sound equipment, which we prayed hadn't been stolen from somebody's house in the in the community cluster. Oh, um, again, the community cluster was a good thing because it helped prop up property values for a while. And then we all left, so it's, oh, I don't go in that neighborhood anymore. Um, oh, wow. And then we take it, set it up, run it, make sure all the um, the wires are hooked up, that everybody can hear everything. Then afterwards, we have to take it all down, put it all back. And you know, by that time, you're ready to drop dead. And that's mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. really looking forward yeah. to that. Paul, I really want to mention a quote that I saw in your blog that I really loved. Um, And I feel like kind of describes what you're talking about here. You said, we members pledged our lives to the community, but what did the community, especially the coordinators, pledge to us? And I found that to be really, really telling of like, especially what you're talking about here of like the coordinators getting a lot of free work from the members and feeling the need to kind of conform to be accepted by the people, by the members, not necessarily by God. So I'm curious if you want to speak to that a little bit. And especially I'm curious in kind of contrast to how you experienced Catholicism. Sure. Um, And it's interesting you mentioned that because depending on whichever side of the fence you were on, it seemed like Lamb of God was going to go that way. I was convinced that eventually it was going to become a John Wimber church um, with his Vineyard Christian uh, Ministries, and I could go a long way on those t- on, on him and all his uh, shenanigans. But that's really a rabbit hole that's not not quite useful here, except to say that it's just another thing that we were chasing after the next mm. big thing. But um, no, I think it really was the case. And you stop and think about the fact that here we got these coordinators. We got, and I'll name names. Dave Nodar was the head coordinator. And he and his family, he's had, he had, oh, I think, four kids, had this pretty home in this pretty nice neighborhood in West Baltimore, all paid for by us in community. Whoa. And, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, the kind of like second in command, he wasn't officially that. Fred Lessons, his home was paid for by community. Wow. Um, and the third one, basically the disciplinarian and uh, you know, Father Joe Mira, he was a Catholic priest. Emphasis on was oh, yeah. because um, yep. he wound up um, being incredibly abused, uh, incredibly accused of being abusive. And I think yeah. it was with women in Lamb of God. I don't know that for a fact. But anyway, he is now sitting basically in penance. But yeah, what did they give back to us? It was almost like what they gave back to us was the privilege of being in Lamb of God. And yeah. not much else. Because yeah, I, I, one of my posts is about what is a covenant anyway? And yeah. it's supposed to be is a two-way thing. You know, sometimes uh, when you're in a HOA, and I don't particularly care for HOAs, <laughs> you sign a covenant. Yeah. And that means right. you do things, 
And the um the association does things. Yes, there's a give and take. Mm-hmm. And I and my older sister became so-called covenant members of Lamb of God, okay. and which involved again another emotional. I was slain in the spirit, which my wife says has never happened to her because she's not open to the power of suggestion. Me, way open to the power <laughs> of suggestion. Mm-hmm. And good distinction. Okay, so that's cool. So now I'm a member for life, which means I get to give the community ten percent of my money or whatever for life, and and you know I guess I get back friends if I do what they say, and maybe one day a wife if I get lucky. Right. And yeah, it it was just one-sided from the get-go. Yeah. I guess the other thing they thought they gave was this this. Uh, life in, in Jesus, which again I don't mean to denigrate that, except it wasn't what was happening for me. Yeah, right. It really was ultimately more about how could I conform so that I'm not alone. And hey, eventually, though, it all got to be too much. What eventually kicked me out of Lamb of God? I I I kicked myself out. They didn't kick me out was in September 91, 1991, Dave Nodar gave this very self-serving talk about let the leaders lead. Hmm. Basically saying, mm-hmm. stop arguing with us. You know? Stay out of our way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How dare you have a different opinion? Oh, boy. Yeah. Weird. And Yeah. Um, it, you almost wonder, when were the... Uh, um, uh, Branch Davidian type uh, fort going to go up around his house, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then a, a month later, there was this collection for a community center that they wanted to build, and they were guilting people like myself to contribute to it. And it was almost like one of those North Korean uh, get-togethers where if you stop clapping. You were thrown in prison. Oh, yeah. So you'd be clapping for 10 minutes. Oh, boy. If you didn't go up to the front and empty your wallet into this box for this community center, then you were going to be ostracized. Whoa. By the way, there's no community center. Jeez. Whoa. <laughs> that never happened. Happening? Yeah. And oh, my gosh. Wow. Did the... they raise the money for it? or? I mean, they they did, but never built one. So where did that money go? I have no idea. Uh, Perhaps to their school, which thank God I wasn't part of. I could mm. have been, but I wasn't. Um, and for, you know, for the shortcomings that I had going to Jesuit high school and college, I much, much prefer that to going to um, Lamb of God for school. That would have been disastrous. My... Uh, brothers did that and my older uh, my younger sister did and they had problems with it you know, okay. that they have to deal with to this day my younger brothers were beaten oh, and no. that, that just cannot be allowed to, to stand and also have at the time I was also going through counseling I was actually in a group and at times I was um, I was also going to 12 step meetings and okay. they helped me. They really helped me. And they, in fact, they really help a lot of people in the name of God. Mm, See, fair. hey, what's going on here? Hmm. And being in groups where nobody was really in charge, they had rotating 
folks, you know, uh, leaders, and but but no real organization as such. And and also these guys in my um, therapy group challenged me. And I'm like, hey, they actually challenged me about being. You know, yeah. Why are you in this group? Yeah. And I had to stop and think about it. Could they be right? And by the end of 1991, I wrote a letter to Dave Nodo. Because oh, actually, I wrote to him, from him first after his Let the Leaders Lead talk. I wrote him this letter saying, yeah, yeah, you were absolutely right. I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad you're our head coordinator. And then a couple months later, I wrote him another letter. I retracted the previous letter and said, I'm gone. And hmm. I want to talk a little bit about what it was like when I left. And I won't soon forget, because it, it, it was uh, the first, you know, right after New Year's. And here's a Sunday, which I, I did go to church. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but then I realized, okay, what else do I do today? Got the rest of the day. No prayer meetings, no, no yeah. setting up sound. Exactly. Uh, so the first, my first idea wasn't a good one. And I mean, I've had trouble weight all my life. Uh, I walked up to the corner store and got a nice big uh, bag of Doritos and ate the whole damn thing. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was not not really a good idea. And at the time, I was what? I moved in with a guy who used to be also used to be in Lamb of God and a guy who'd been on the periphery of it, and only wound up staying there for about five months or so. Um, when he politely, very politely said to me, Paul, it seems like uh, this is not a good fit for you. Because you know, I feel like I can't live here. So I actually did something I thought I'd never do. I got my own apartment. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Cool. And I enjoyed it. That is a pretty big deal. It that is. Was a, I yeah. mean, like, especially for someone who's been in community their whole life, like you're either in households or... Yeah, that's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I live with up to 11 other guys in a house. Yeah. When I was living at the community farm wow. just outside of Baltimore. Oh, and wow. five to six guys in other places. And I started having problems. I guess you could say problems, but it was really another thing that had led me out. I moved into an apartment with one other guy who he, too, was on the periphery of Lamb of God and wasn't around much. Hmm. And he forced me to... But by that, he forced me to be with me. Hmm. And I think that's another reason why Lamb of God was so popular for for me was it kept me from having to look at me because yeah. hey, I got all the I got all these instant friends. So yeah. what do I got to look at me for? What do I got have to look at? What I want to do? What I want to be? Wow! Even just enjoying being with myself. Yeah. But little by little, I had to learn how to enjoy being with me and here's a here's a great thing when i was living at the farm and between junior and senior years of college um there was a there was a girl who was in one of my journalism classes and i wanted to go out with her of course because i was (laughs) (laughs) when i was in my college years it was basically anything in a skirt you know (laughs) (laughs) um but, but no, I, I thought she was really nice. She wrote me this really nice letter, very carefully worded, because she didn't want to give me the impression that that you know she was in you know that she wanted to date me. But she was talking about you know use your time to discover you know who you want to be, enjoy being with yourself. Because I guess she sensed that 
I didn't have that. Hmm. And I found her on Facebook years later, and I, I said, you know, that letter you sent me was umpteen times more valuable than us ever have gone on a date. And Aww. and she said, wow, you just made my day. Well, she Aww, made my so day. so sweet, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm not the only one who went through that sort of thing because Lamb of God yeah. didn't attract other people who were also had social problems, you know, otherwise were you know were misfits, and that's okay. I, I don't mind saying I'm a misfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, ma- I married a misfit. I, yeah. I married a, 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 <laughs> I've always known I come from the land of misfit toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and again, and in some ways, I'm surprised that uh, Lamb of God accepted us. So I get my own apartment, yeah. and I discover, hey, I don't have to ask anybody if I can have somebody over. I don't have to tell them right. somebody when I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it was not lo- long after that that I started uh, redating my wife. I won't go into the, all, all that except oh. to say that, yeah, we were definitely under the microscope when we started dating the first time. Okay. In fact, we oh, were okay. in Cape Hatteras, North Carolina on vacation, and we were kissing in the surf in front of how Dave Nogar and his wife. Whoa. <laughs> Zounds. How wow. rebellious. The audacity. <laughs> So, but we broke up, and I knew it was because I had to go through things like living with that one other guy and learn how to be with myself. And, you know, yeah, I knew mm-hmm. I loved her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and of course, when we did get married, we've been married for going on twenty eight years. Um, wow! Congrats. Oh wow! Congratulations! But, yeah, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, and I really appreciate her. And she mm-hmm. helped. For she me. was on the periphery also of Lamb God, and she she saw a lot right through a lot more of the things more quickly than I did. Who you know, had been so influenced by my parents and then eventually by my peers to want to stay in because of the social aspects of it and really not much else. Um, I, I, I mentioned we were under the microscope and and we were rebellious. That was something yeah. that I think in the teachings my parents got, and I'll bet you 10 to 1 your parents did too, about having to Break that spirit of rebellion in Because mm. <laughs> I, I take it neither you were ever rebellious, were you? <laughs> in our own ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't. No, Of never. course not. And neither was I. <laughs> and yet, uh, Lamb of God saw that as a disease to be eradicated, you know, mm. rather than a normal process of development. Right, and maybe it was a little more profound in me because of the things I was dealing with. I, that you know, that, again, I'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, but and it, it really set you know, parents against children, and one of I, one of my favorite documents from John Flaherty is one called "The Sword of the Spirit." And yeah, we were part of the Sword of the Spirit, and Basically. until we weren't, and I knew of the. Um, Brother, the Brotherhood, the um, Servants of the Word, and we were encouraged really to be like them, single right. for the Lord, um, because they weren't rebellious. They were orderly. They, yeah. they were holy. Okay. Right. So living single was seen almost as like more holy than even getting married. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely got that and, impression uh, growing up too. Mm-hmm. And. So this whole thing with rebellion is like uh, John Flaherty's document to finish the thought. 
a sword of the spirit, a failure to love. And, mm. and, you know, and I think covenant community in a whole was a failure to love. It, that may have been the intent, the original purpose statement. or intent, but it didn't turn out that way. It basically wound yeah. up being about control, conformity. And, and I mean, I've, I'm all for normality and things like that. You might not be, um, but, um, uh, but you don't have to do everything exactly the same. Right. Uh, yet there was no room for that. You, know, you could not be a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Uh, that was just not allowed. So, and, and that was, that was very sad to see that, you know, you weren't really allowed to be you. And I grew up with enough problems thinking that there was something fundamentally wrong with me. Hmm. And uh, to this day, I'm still, in some ways, trying to figure out who the hell Paul Turner is. Because, like, one of the things I like to do these days, uh, in fact, I got another t-shirt that says, uh, live, to, live to Swim Wild. I'm a wild swimmer. I love to go, oh, cool. especially here in Nevada, a place like Lake Tahoe, the Truckee River, and there's all sorts oh, of lakes awesome. up in the um, Sierra Nevadas. I love doing that. It, it's, a, it's something that's popular, especially popular in the U.K., and in fact, mm-hmm. I first did it, I should tell you, I first did it when I was on a Lamb of God high school retreat. Oh, wow. It, it was, um, yeah, it was at a retreat house just across the Pennsylvania line from Maryland. And at the bottom of this hill was a stream, and I walked along, and it was about, it was in April or so, so it wasn't balmy, but it wasn't freezing either, and came across this deep place, and I took off my clothes and went swimming. Wow, cool. <laughs> course yeah i never told anybody in lamb of god that yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah i am a swimmer but i'm very much a pool swimmer so (laughs) a lot of respect for the open water swimming that's awesome right yeah yeah but i mean that's a thing um Mm-hmm. Also behind me, I, I collect uh, CD. Oh, here's a good one. I collect CDs. I collect records and tapes oh, and make cool. them in MP3s nice. and listen to them in my car or at work. And I had uh, one of the guys whose works I have is a new age artist called Patrick O'Hearn. And I remember I was playing some of his instrumentals at one of our houses one day. And the guy in charge of it, very nice guy, but he was especially uh, conforming with Lamb of God and so forth. He said, um, who are you listening to? And I said, that's uh, Patrick O'Hearn. He said, is he Christian? I said, does he have to be? Yeah. You know, I got to thinking, all right, what if I put on Vivaldi? Does he have to be Christian? <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, Weird. So now I listen to all sorts of music. Where do you draw the music. line? Um, he, you know, um, that's great. In- including bands you never heard of. But again, that's another yet another rabbit <laughs> hole I'd love to go down, but I won't. Uh, Try me. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm wondering um, what it was like starting to make friends with people outside of community. Like, I'm just curious what kinds of things you were hearing from people that 
made you start questioning the controlling nature of Lamb of God? Sure, sure. Um, I mentioned my blog, this fellow by the name of Steve, who had some severe mental issues, and yet I'm kind of glad we had him because it, it was almost like if we didn't have him, we would have had to invent him. Um, Tim. But uh, I did feel that obligation, really. Um, and even though it wasn't always the case, I mean, among the single guys, there were girls that, that the guys were definitely going after, and I made my play, I won't, won't deny it, um, and others that were being left alone. And some of them did die as um, spinsters, you know. And they weren't—they weren't bad women. They were just, you know, just weren't as popular. Um, so yeah, getting uh, out of Lamb of God, f feeling like I didn't have to do that—that that was a challenge. That it was okay to be closer to some people than others, and that took a lot of trial and error. That took a lot of rejection at times because socially it was difficult to realize that. You know, there were folks who were looking at me the same way. That uh, was was I um, yeah, was I worth being around or not? Uh, and then I got a job at a 24-hour center when I was working for the Defense Department, and I grew real close to those people for the most part. I mean, maybe not each and every one of them, but but for very much so, and uh, it made a big difference that I could actually have relationships that weren't so conditional. I mean, yeah, maybe it was conditional in as much as it was a function of where we worked and what we were doing and who we were doing it with. But, you know, nobody was obliged to, to do it. And that was challenging. And it's been challenging to this day. I'm, I mean, maybe it's also a function of getting older, but out here in Nevada, I don't have a whole lot of close friends. Um, I don't have no, I, I have some, but I don't have many. I don't have as big a group as I did back then. Um, and then you said, relate that to the control that I see. And we we just recently watched, again, my wife and I watched the old, um, <laughs> the old 70s um, sci-fi flick, Logan's Run. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Where everybody has to die by age 30. Of course, uh -huh. they convince them they're not dying, but uh, and then oh, I haven't seen it. The um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's on um, oh, where did we say? Oh, HBO Max has it. Um, okay, but they escape. They run. They they're, they're runners. They actually run through from their city out to the outside and discover. Hey, there's this whole post-apocalyptic world, and they encounter um, this guy who's old. Hmm. I think that's what happened with me. Then I finally saw that life was bigger than this little tiny speck that was Lamb of God and this little tiny group of people that was in it. And you know, my, my scripture I've read, it says you know, we're supposed to be in the world but not of it. And of course, mm -hmm. Lamb of God prided itself on that a lot. Mm -hmm. Except, really, I think they were neither in, neither in nor of. They were trying their best yeah. not to be even in it. Yeah. And I know there are people like Rod Dreher and others who are incur still encouraging that to this day. Um, but I, f I figured I just couldn't stay there because 
uh, uh, part of it, I think, had to do with what I was talking about earlier, discovering who I was. Yeah. And the, trying to define myself without Lamb of God. I was so glad that when Sandy and I got married, which is about uh, a little less than four years after I left Lamb of God, uh, we didn't have to put Lamb, the Lamb of God community on our wedding invitations. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Have, did you ever yeah. get wedding invitations? Yeah. And they had, it was so and so, and, you know, the Word of God, the Work of Christ community, yeah. or the Lamb of God community. What does the Lamb of God community have to do with it? <laughs> wow. So I, I think that's part, that's part of it to see that, um, not that I, I mean, they would probably like to say, oh, you were led away by the, um, the evil things of the world. And, uh, no, no, that's not it at all. Right. It's just that, yeah, this isn't all there is. Yeah. Right. And it, it takes a while to see that mm -hmm. when you're in it, especially when you join it at such a young age, like you did, like you, it's kind of all, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have to start piecing together the outside world for yourself and discovering what it is for yourself. I mentioned that the last place I lived in with, with, with this one other guy, and of course I blamed him for all the problems I was having. Sure. <laughs> but this guy did me the biggest favor, too. I'm, I was afraid to come home from work when I started living in this place because I didn't want to come home to myself. Yeah. And I would sometimes go up my my parents' house, which is only a couple blocks away, and you know my parents did make a lot of mistakes. I may have made them sound bad through this. And they made, wow. but they also did a lot of things right. Yeah. And one of them was, I came up and I was sobbing because I was so scared to go to go back to my place. And my mom hugged me and said, "You know, son, I'd let you stay with us, except I don't think that would do you any good." <laughs> she was right. That, yeah. that, that was tough love. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exactly tough. what I needed to do. She knew I needed to get on my own. Yeah, yeah. And discover it was okay. Right. And so later that year, I told her that I had gotten home from work and I took a hot bath, and then I watched the old Marx Brothers movie Duck Soup, and she she started crying. Oh, nice. She said, oh. that's what you do, son. Wow. I had to learn things like that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Because right. you have to I'm, learn I'm how so to be used alone. to community taking care of everything. Okay, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah you got a um, singles uh, prayer meeting. Saturday, you got a Lord's Day, and I have a whole part of my blog about the folly of the Lord's Day. Um, and then Sunday, I described that it's just uh, community all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all your time is accounted yeah, for. Yeah, you don't yeah. have all, to be alone. All your time are belong to us, as the meme goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My roommate, he really did me a favor, and he didn't hold it against me either. And mm. <laughs> only thing about him is, he, whatever I did, he had to try to one-up me. Um, I got a car, he got a nicer car. Mm. I put a license mm-hmm. plate up above my door, he put a better license plate above his door. I had him <laughs> in one area, though. He's bald. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about how you said... Um, the first time you left for about six months, it sounded like the lead mm-hmm. up was when your parents told you, like, hey, you're a sophomore in college. You don't have to keep doing this. It was almost mm-hmm. like they gave you that permission. And 
so you left for a minute, but then it sounds like you really missed the structure and you still kind of needed that, like someone to tell you what to do and where to be. And, and so you came back and then it was almost like the community took on that parenting role of like, here's how you'll do things. And so I can imagine it was really hard to like break out of that and also really beautiful that your parents ultimately helped you with that transition of, you know, that moment of your mom saying it's, you need to like go be on your own. That's really, Mm -hmm. that's just kind of a cool full circle moment. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought of it that much. I mean, not that I didn't remember my mom saying that, but I do have to give my parents more credit than, than um, maybe I have because also when they realized what happened um, to my sister and, you know, the things that she endured, that, that led them out of Lamb of God, you know, so, so okay. they're not part of it anymore. Yeah. They, did, they did until they wound up going into a nursing home, meet with some other, uh, other, some of their old friends from Lamb of God just to get together and pray. Hmm. And I was like, well, that's cool. That's what they were yeah. originally doing. That's what it was supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah. As long as they're not trying to run anybody's life. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, that, you know, that, I, I really, I'm really glad you said that because they do deserve more credit. Sometimes I can fit them to be the, uh, with the black hats, to be the villain of the piece. Hmm. But no, they, they were willing to give me that room. And for that, yeah. I, I really owe them a debt of thanks. And in fact, I'll, I'll tell them, they may not understand it, but I'm going to tell them next time I talk to them because yeah. uh, my dad just turned 90, my mom's 86, wow. They're both, they both have dementia, but oh, so, you know, at least I can yeah. still talk to them. And, yeah, you know, I, I thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I think you uh, brought it up. That's going to be a little bit just, Yeah. Oh, I thought it's just, yeah, it's really beautiful, and I'm glad that you'll be able to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. I promise. Now, now, one thing that I know you had talked to me about was, okay, so after all this, I stayed with the Catholic Church. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, yeah. well <laughs> yes. I admit part of that, part of that was I did want some kind of structure. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, in the 30 years or so since, I have, you know, I enjoy going to church. As I mentioned, I, I go to a... Um, a um, parish that does the Latin rite, and I love mm-hmm. the Latin rite. I love singing Gregorian chant. I love the contemplation of it because it's just a lot of silence. Mm-hmm. Now, do I have trouble with all sorts of thoughts going through my mind of everything but, you know, <laughs> Jesus in the liturgy? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yet... It is an it is an anchor. It is a spiritual anchor for me, and it, and it doesn't bother me because I don't see them coming, reaching out, and trying to control my life. Mm. Yeah, it's a big difference as far as that goes. And also, I just even though I emotionally was kind of drawn, even when I was a kid, to like the folk masses, I would sometimes find myself crying during that. Mm-hmm. I just find myself more at peace, and that's just me. Just hearing the the prayers in Latin, the silence, the smells and the bells, as they call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, that 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 works for me. I, I was able not to lump 
the issues I saw in Lamb of God with the church as a whole. Mm -hmm. I know that you and others may that, you know, your mileage may vary. I totally get that. And, and that's true too for folks who left Lamb of God. I talked with a lot of them a couple of years later uh, with a uh, courageous lady who's been trying to fight uh, cults for the rest of her life. I don't think she's still alive now, but uh, mm. Doris Kulich, she deserves a lot mm. of credit. And then the uh, Baltimore Magazine did a story on us, and a number of us talked to them. And it was interesting to see different people's perspectives. Uh, and yet I've also dealt and I've also gotten messages from um, people who see my blog and you know, from community members who see my blog, and they're upset with me. And I'm like, okay, yeah. go write your own experiences. I wrote this because <laughs> right. I didn't want there to be just one version of the history of right. the Lamb of God. You know? Yeah. I think that's yep. important. So, no, I, I'm, I'm happy being Catholic, and I'm happy not being part of a group. And it's made me bristle at the idea of certain other groups. My wife mm. and I went on a marriage encounter weekend. It was a great time. I, I recommend it. But then they wanted us to be part of a group after that. And we got the same kind of vibes that we got mm, from the alarm bells. Community. Like, we're your friends now. <laughs> yeah. And we, we, we didn't want any part of that. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I might be an older community kid, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely did impact a, lo a lot of my, uh, a lot of what has happened to me to date. But as we've also. Mm -hmm. Yeah discovered by talking about this i've also learned a lot from it and mm -hmm. hey you know it, it, and if um ultimately this is something my wife and i tell each other if maybe the biggest thing i got out of community is i met my wife there then right hey, i mean that's huge yeah 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 well that's mm -hmm. awesome yeah. you definitely it still is. are a community kid you do belong here <laughs> um <laughs> And Thank you. I guess yeah, absolutely. I guess I am curious, like just to push that a little more with the distinctions that sure. you found between community and Catholicism, and the way you found so much peace in the Latin Rite. Um, I'm curious sometimes about like some of the more systemic issues that that are in community that I also see in Catholicism of just the structure you know, sometimes lending itself to perpetuated abuses and to these kind of hidden things. And I wonder what differences you see and like how Catholicism handles that compared to how community handles it. Okay. Well, that's a great, great question. And, um, and one that deserves a fair answer. Yeah. Th obviously the Catholic church is not without its faults. I mean, that, that came way to the fore about 20 years ago with the outbreak of the um, sex abuse scandals. Right. And fortunately, that also showed how a lot of that was building up for decades as far as the kind of people that the church allowed in as uh, seminarians and eventually priests, uh, right. which is yeah. my opinion. But um, um, And, of course, there are... You know, people have had issues with the fact that, you know, hey, where are the women priests? Where are the, um, yeah, there might be women, uh, girl altar servers, but, uh, you know, uh, and where this and that. Uh, I don't really yeah. get so much into that. Uh, okay. Because yeah. 
for one thing, I see in most Catholic parishes these days, the women run the parish. I mean, there might be a priest <laughs> who is in charge of maybe a priest because there's so few left these days, or he may be in charge of two or three parishes. But really, it's the women that run the parish because a lot of the men have left, uh, whether they should or not. All right, so why didn't I leave? That's an excellent question. Again, I, th I thought that was the best place to go. For one thing, I have a deep abiding belief in the real presence of Jesus Christ in the body and blood of the Eucharist. And I feel like that's the only place where I can get that. I actually did almost leave once in the mid-2000s. Because in, in the wake of those scandals, yeah. uh, the, the Archdiocese of Baltimore got overreacted. They really did. Um, mm. It's just like with um, the wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl. What did they do? They went and punished all the radio stations. Um, yeah. What? So in the wake of the priest abuse scandals, they punished all the laity. It's like, right. really? Right. Um, and so much so that because uh, that there was a form I was sent by the archdiocese, and one of the things I had to consent to was you are not, you know, you will not be allowed to know the responses of anyone who talks to you. They were going to basically do a background check on me, and oh, I had wow. to waive my right to know what anybody said about me. I got news for you, ladies. I didn't have to do that when I was having my background checked for a security clearance, for a top-secret security clearance. Right. Wow. And so I refused. And so my, and as a result of that, my pastor came to me and said, okay, guess what? You can't lecture anymore. Whoa. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and I almost left the church over that. Uh, I came very, very close. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and again, I got to credit my parents. I went, I, I told this to my father. My, my father has always been a man of few words, <laughs> but he, he said four words to me. He said, you'll miss the Eucharist. <laughs> and that convinced me to stay. So we, we did go to a different parish and okay. I didn't, I, I was okay. I didn't have to lecture. Um, I, I have done lecturing since. And also I've done some cantering since, you know, before I even became a, um, uh, a singer in the Latin rite. Mm -hmm. um, and that was one of the ways I got connected when I first moved out here. In fact, it came up in my Facebook memories a few days ago. I'm off to go check out a Latin choir tonight. It was about oh, six months cool. after I oh, uh, moved here. And yeah. I've been involved with it ever since. That's awesome. And yes, I just I just love the feel. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a different way a singing chant is. Mm -hmm. And it, it really is meditative at the same time. It, it, yeah. it really does fix your mind on something different. And also, I, I think of, uh, you know, which is more, I mean, and, you, and there's, there's people going to think different ways about this, but which is more reverent, you know, Christus factus est pro nobis, or Jesus, you are Lord, risen from the dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. prefer yeah. the former. Yeah, again, mm -hmm. your mileage may vary, but uh, <laughs> right. um, yeah, yeah, I love I, that you have this spiritual practice. I just practice, feel like it's so... home. I, 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 f yeah. I feel more comfortable than. Um, 
then having to, you know, jump from church to church to church. And yet again, I think I got to credit my parents. They, they raised me that way, you know, before they, before, and even to a degree after they got involved in community. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not that I want to let them down. It's just that I have chosen to accept that. And it's funny. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the year, this might, I don't know if this is something from community or if something from Catholicism, but every New Year's Day, my dad would give us a blessing, the blessing of, um, from the Old Testament, I'm thinking, you know, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious oh, yeah, to you, yeah. the Lord look upon you and kind of give us. I love that one. <laughs> Since he couldn't give it to us, my siblings and I all gave it to each other. And even oh, my siblings really nice. that don't go, that wow. don't go to church, you know, my, my two younger yeah. brothers don't go to church. But yeah. um yeah, we've we've decided to keep to that. I mean it is yeah. it's part it's of like who it's we are. Part of your I culture. guess is the right. yeah. best answer right. of that. And yeah. it's easier to have that be part of who we are than Lamb of God community be part of who we are. Totally. At least that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. I hear and you. Again, yes. I'm not saying you've got to agree with everything the church no, no. has ever said yeah. and done. <laughs> no, thank you for not, answering not that least. question. I know it's yeah. tough. But I yeah. um it it makes sense to me. It sounds like you get a really internal sense of peace and a meditative, spiritual, individualized kind of personal experience from being mm. in the Catholic Church and the communities more mm. like about expression and external and and social yes. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And the no, by the way, I'm an extrovert. You know, so I love yeah. expression. Um, you know, don't get me yeah. wrong. My wife is an yeah. introvert. She can live without expression. Um, <laughs> where it has been difficult, I must, I will admit, is I'm not so apt to spend time in quiet prayer by myself. It, it is, mm. it has been more difficult in the time yeah. since leaving okay. the Lamb of God. Um, it, it was, you know, I don't go to twelve-step meetings anymore. I did that for a while with those, but even then, I felt like I gotta. And I want to get past the I gotta to I wanna. Um, yeah, And I know totally. sometimes, even for the best, the, the best of saints, they don't always wanna. But right. I do want, I would like to get past that part and be more comfortable with, you know, spending time with God because I want to, not because any coordinators right. tell me to, not because any courses tell me to. And in yeah. a way, not even because the Catholic Church is telling me to. Right, so, right. I hope I get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I really admire your relationship with God still. And I think it's really beautiful that you have that practice and you have that spiritual life still. I don't know. I think that's really valuable to have. And I, I admire that about you, that you have that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. It's It's funny. At my office now, I work for the Nevada Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah, so I'm one of those okay. people. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> um, I, uh, I think just about every practicing Christian in the DMV works in my section, or so it seems. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, That's so we funny. actually find some mutual support. You know, I got oh, cool. my one co-worker. He's, cool. uh, he'll uh, quote these scriptures, but I'll quote some back at him, and then Aww. I'll throw in some <laughs> catholic things that he might not understand because he's not catholic but uh okay <laughs> if i guess i was explaining to somebody why we don't eat uh, uh meat on fridays uh during mm-hmm. lent and yeah, she mm-hmm. didn't understand so um but yeah it, it it does mean a lot to me and i i you know i guess yeah. i thought that lamb of god was fitting the bill and 
once again, going back to a theme of my blog, to some degree, it did. Right. But in other degrees, it just went off the rails. Right. And, you know, I think that's, if I want anybody to take that away from my blog, which again, um, breakthecovenant.wordpress.com, that's what I wanted to take away, that Mm -hmm. it had good intentions, but of course, what's the old saying about uh, the the road to hell is, uh, you know, paved Paved with good good intentions. intentions. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just the yeah. the execution didn't, uh, <laughs> which reminds me of an old joke that a um, the, the first coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after his team went 0-16 was uh, asked about, well, what about the execution of your offense this year? Yes, I think the execution of our offense would be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. So, That's good. So that's kind of the same way I feel sometimes about the way that things were executed in covenant yeah. community yeah. um right, like said, right. yeah and i know there's still covenant communities out there there is a uh filipino mm-hmm. based one that meets uh, here in here in this town yeah and you know if it works for them great yeah but uh yeah i don't think so <laughs> not for me yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 well thank you so much for coming on and telling us your perspective of the lamb of god community because i didn't you know know a whole lot about that district and i just think it's really important that we hear from as many people as we can from all these different covenant communities because like you said every experience is so nuanced and mm-hmm. different and i just really appreciate you sharing yeah. yours it is and you know and, and it's allowed me to meet up with folks like you who even though you're considerably younger than me had similar experiences and uh yeah and dealing with it in your post-community lives and yeah, it's interesting. We're all on the same kind of walk together, even if it's separately. If that makes any sense, yeah. it does. Yeah, absolutely, totally. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything. And I also appreciate a lot of the things you referenced, like different articles, the failure, failure to love article by John, and the Baltimore Newsletter article. Yeah. Those are things that I'm excited to go look up and dig into now. So gave us even more sure. to think about <laughs> well my pleasure i've, I've really yeah. enjoyed talking to you about it and i'm glad that you gave me a for, uh, form and and also address some of my concerns and misgivings and to begin with and they turned out to be unfounded so i've really enjoyed talking with you yeah thank you good you too. i'm really yeah. glad to hear that yeah yeah all right well thank you to everybody who keeps listening and supporting please subscribe rate review all that good stuff and uh, do something nice for yourself and if you feel shitty do something nice for somebody else it helps (laughs) bye Paul (laughs) 